Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Welcome back, episode two, TCP, the Tossing Clubs podcast. I'm hyped for today's show. We have a very exciting episode. We're talking about our top 2022 golf destinations. And then at the end of the episode, we're doing something brand new. We're randomly selecting one of Golf Digest's top 100 golf courses in America to play this summer. We'll pick a number at random between one and 100, and whatever it lands on, we're booking a tee time booking a flight, and playing that course this summer. Doesn't matter where it's located in the U.S., so definitely stick around for that. Before we start, Frank, Aaron, it's the new year. It's 2022. How are you both doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, I've played a little bit right before New Year's. The swing's really not coming along, but, you know, I got a whole year to improve on my game, so that's how I see it. Yep, yep, and I am... I. Right now, I think I'm getting the bug again. I can't stop thinking about my swing when I'm at work. I just, I feel like, I feel like this is the year. Do you guys do golf resolutions or goals or anything? Or is there anything you want to focus on this year? Mm. Ah, yes. Resolutions, golf resolutions. Just like my actual resolutions. Like they never really are achieved but yes they're great goals to have so i think i mean i'm sort of new to golf but i mean every year i'm saying oh i'm gonna break like a number for example um but other than that i guess it's very goal oriented not very process oriented which might be the issue um but I think this year it'll be more of just trying to go out and practice once a week, which I think is very doable. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? I think my, like, the one thing that I'd most want to improve on is to get more balls in play off the tee. So I'd say if I could get to, say, I don't know, hitting, like, like over 50% of fairways and regulation. I don't know what a good number is, but I'm definitely below 50% right now. Um, so that's, that'd be my goal, I guess. I think that's a good one. I have a goal that's not really relevant to scoring, but I just want to get a hole in one. And that's probably my goal every year is to get a hole in one. Cause it's probably the greatest feeling in golf. So that's my 2022 resolution. I mean, you would just play a lot of par three courses, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the way to go. Just go over to Pebble Beach and play the hay, that little par three course that Tiger designed, and just keep running it back over and over again. Does a hole in one on a par three course count as a legit hole in one? 100 <laughs> percent only because that's the only only hole in one that i have is on a par three course so i guess i guess there's part of me that wants to get another one on a real course because i don't completely feel like it's legit but for now it counts actually will zalator um, said his first hole in one was at uh that san mateo or uh what's it called foster city uh, mariner's point mariner's point yeah that's a par three course so 
I think it counts, it counts for a will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyone who says it doesn't count, they're just elitists. They just don't have a hole in one. That's yeah. very, very possible. All right, so let's let's hop in. We're talking about our top golf destinations for 2022. Now, there's a lot of different courses, a lot of different cities that are on our minds, on our list to kind of cross off. Who wants to start? Frank, you want to kick us off with a place that you're looking forward to playing? Sure. And I will go ahead and just state, I think, the obvious one, which is Pebble Beach. Um, I think it's probably one of the most well-known golf courses. And it's the one where that's it's really close to the Bay Area, which is where I live. And I've been down in the Monterey Peninsula. Um, they have a lot of just amazing golf courses there. But Pebble Beach is really the one where I think it's uh, maybe on the top of the pedestal. And that might be because uh, there's just so much history there with the professional tour. Um, it's also the fact that it has such an iconic or it has a lot of iconic holes. Um, specifically, the one I'm thinking about, I think it's called, is uh, hole seven, which is a part three. Um, and you just look out into the ocean, it's a very short hole. It's one that, uh, you know, you're talking about having a hole in one, like I would just dream about having a hole in one there, like before the day I play, like all night probably. I think that course specifically, like I've actually walked on it as well. And it's just really cool to, it feels like you're taking a stroll along the beach, but on a golf course uh, is the best way I can put it. And I think once you know I'm down there, I'll probably enjoy not only the course, but nearby uh, Carmel Beach as well, as well as maybe some of the other courses there, um, which I know are really, really uh, good as well. Yeah, Pebble is, I mean, obviously such an incredible course and such a cool area. There's other courses down there like Poppy Hills and Spyglass Hill, Spanish Bay. And yeah, that whole area has so many beautiful courses right on the water. A super nice one down there that's pretty much impossible to get on is Cypress Point because it's super private. You kind of have to be in the industry or know someone to get on there, but I would totally agree. Pebble Beach area, just so beautiful a little expensive but definitely top of the list for a golf destination yeah i was looking at the resort fees and i think you have to stay at the resort in order to play on or that's like the yeah. easiest way and just per night it's a about a thousand bucks a night so definitely once i break 80 probably consistently then i'll seriously you know even think about it but um until then i'll just dream about it one of the places that i really want to go to and sticking on the west coast is the Bandon dune courses up in oregon there's so it's like this resort in, in the Bandon dunes area and they have six courses one of them is like a par three course but there's five regulation courses and they're all just beautiful on the water great challenge and a few of them are ranked in like the top 100 for top courses and it's hard to think of another location, especially on the West Coast, maybe other than like the Pebble Beach area where you can just show up, show up at the resort, book a room and then stay there for a few days and play four or five courses that are going to just be like lifetime memories just because how how awesome they are, how beautiful they are and, and the types of shots and, and uh, holes that you get to play there. So Bandon Dunes is definitely a top destination for me. Um, specifically, I know like Bandon Dunes is one of the courses. They also have Pacific Dunes, McDonald, and Sheep Ranch. I've heard Sheep Ranch is kind of like 
uh, one of the, the hidden gems out of those that group of courses uh, that I really want to play. That's super cool. I think the all of those courses, they're more like Lynx style, right? So a lot more wind, not as many trees, but a lot of uh, like tall grass and such. Yeah, I mean, it's like, where where can you go to get Scottish style Lynx courses on the West Coast? Well, Bandon Dunes is, is one of those places. Um, and it definitely recreates that feel that you're going to get, uh, you know, in another country. Yeah, my uh, coworker who's really into golf does a yearly trip there highly recommends but also says one of the big things too is the weather it can the wind the rain sometimes it can kick up and and make it really interesting it's best to go during the summer but it's also the most expensive during the summer uh and like you can get a pretty decent deal if you play during the winter but yeah the, the weather's just a crap shoot out there along the water so it gets super windy and cold and and quite a bit of rain too so I would I would recommend the summer, but yeah, you're playing you're 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 spending quite a bit of money to to play all those courses. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of Lynx courses, my probably top golf destination is a little bit further out of the country, but um, I would choose St Andrews, um, the old course in Scotland. Um, this is the the mecca of golf supposedly the where golf started it's the the roots the historical significance of this course um i would love to just visit there once and it's almost you know it feels like a pilgrimage almost um and i think with the you know it's still very relevant with the british open being held there every I don't know what it is every few years and I I've definitely seen tournaments on TV. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I kind of, I know, I feel like I know the course kind of decently well. It's also a link style course. I would love to play that. I think it's the 17th hole where you hit it over the hotel and then finish with the 18th with just a, nice wide fairway perfect for my game and then long iron into the green and hopefully make a birdie yeah that's that's my dream yeah the road hole number 17 quite a challenge with that huge bunker right in front of it and yeah i can can imagine if i played that hole i'd just like slice it into the hotel oh it probably wouldn't be good definitely I think the what's interesting about that is you can definitely book your tee times online, but sometimes, or I don't know, but I think they reserve a few tee times or there's just a few tee times left where you can literally line up in the morning, like 2 a.m. And if they have avail- availability, you can just wait in line and sign for it. Um, I think just that alone would be a very fun experience. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's it's mainly for singles. So oh. they do book out tee times, but a lot of the times those tee times are booked, you know, months and months in advance. But if you're a single, yeah, you can just show up super early in the morning and they'll just kind of throw you onto a group that only has, you know, two people or three people. And so you can, yeah, just show up and, and try to play, which is really cool. You know, for the, uh, St. Andrews, are you required to have a caddy? Uh, I don't think so, but you are required to have a handicap to play there mm. and like you, you're supposed to be of a certain skill level i think it's it's pretty generous like you could shoot in the you know in the 90s or low hundreds and still play there but i think they're trying to avoid having 
folks that are up in you know the 120s and 130s just to keep the pace of play at a, at a good speed at St. Andrews. Yeah, I heard uh, it was like 24, which is basically where I'm at. So I'm like, oh, maybe in a few months, you know, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, I got a question. So, you know, all of these courses, very well known, respected. Uh, all of the golfers want to go to these courses. You know, what? what's so special about one like these courses? Why do people pay so much to play these courses? I think a lot of it's, where they're built. I mean, if you think about Pebble Beach that we were talking about and the banding courses up in Oregon, they're right on the water. And they're these, I mean, people vacation to cities to see beaches, to see views, to go on hikes. And these courses are built on these areas that are the right on the water. And you're just, you get to hit shots that you don't get to hit in so many other places, right? Number seven at Pebble, you're hitting down basically into the ocean. And that's just an unbelievable view that you don't get in the middle of you know, some random state in the Midwest or something. Although there are plenty of amazing courses out in the Midwest too. But yeah, a lot of these courses are high caliber because of where they're built and also the designers. A lot a lot of times, big time golf courses that charge a high rate are by well-known golf designers. Like a Pete Dye design is, you know, like a, he's a great golf course designer. And so if he puts his name on a course, you're going to pay a little extra to go there. Uh, so I think... Yeah, a lot of it's just like where they're built and what they look like. I think another thing is the it's almost like the Hollywood effect of if if there's a professional tournament held there and and everyone watches it on TV, especially if it's a annual tournament, then it kind of hypes up the golf course and it makes people want to play there more because you see them playing on it for four days or a week and and you start you you kind of imagine yourself playing there and and it you know they're all in great condition so and and you kind of get all the you get all the like commentary and everything all the ins and outs of the course and you're like man i want to do that that's the other thing for sure is you see a professional hit an incredible shot on a hole and you want to go try to recreate it or you see a professional you know have a meltdown on hole 18 they hit their ball ob and you're like oh i could do better than that and so you try to go out there and do better than that and hit the fairway or something like that uh and so yeah you see so many people playing like pebble beach at the u.s opens and when tiger won by like 15 plus strokes that one year in the 90s and or 2000 i forget exactly what year it was and yeah you want to go play that course because tiger woods walked that same course that's yeah, like I can totally see that that's like one of the coolest parts about uh this we have I, f- I think we talked about it on the last episode but we're going to play kapalua um in two weeks and i think this coming weekend they have the century tournament of champions there and so i'm definitely going to be tuning in to watch that and i'm going to take all that course knowledge and virtual experience with me the next week dude i've just got a notepad oh you know he's like oh this is a little left to right breaker i got it i'm gonna gonna shoot for that (laughs) you don't want to miss long into this green okay good to know oh noted (laughs) Yeah, just hire hire one of the tour caddies. See if they'll come take a break and, and caddy for you, Frank, at Kapalua. Hey man, I would love it. <laughs> Never had a caddy bones. before. Oh, oh, hit me up, Bones. I got potential. <laughs> another course or another area that I want to really go to uh, is Wisconsin, and can't say I know too much about the area, uh, and I haven't been over there, but. They have a ton of really awesome, just beautiful courses from 
uh, Whistling Straits, which uh, recently held the, the Ryder Cup this year or this past year. Uh, they have Aaron Hills over there, which is holding the 2025 uh, U.S. Women's Open. And Sand Valley is one of the resorts out in Wisconsin that has a couple, a few different courses. It's kind of like my Bandon Dunes example. It's another area where you can kind of show up, book a, book a hotel, and play a number of courses all within a pretty close distance from each other. And they're all going to be courses that you know fall in that, that top 100 list of courses uh, that's put out every year by the various golf publications. So it's an area that you know, being from the West Coast uh, and, and currently living in Washington, like I haven't been over there and I'd love to explore the area, check out Milwaukee for a bit. Uh, here the uh, museums are over there are pretty cool. There's like a Harley Davidson museum. That's uh, <laughs> a recommendation from a lot of people over there. So uh, that's a destination that's definitely top of my list as well. I think one of the coolest parts about golf uh, as I'm getting into it is when I'm just walking the course and the people that you play with, they all have their own stories about how they got into golf and you know why they play at this course. And uh, I think it's a great medium to just meet people too and just, I guess, see outside of the bubble that you're in. And I think going to a place like Wisconsin, like uh, to be honest, I really don't know what's over there like you. I know the Packers, the right? The Green Bay Packers Lambeau. in Wisconsin. Yeah, so other than that, and I know they have cheese, but I'm sure there's a lot more to that area. And I think when you walk or you play along someone you know, for four to five hours, I get to know a lot about the place. What's cool is like we play a bunch of West Coast courses, and so the grass is very like west coast grass yeah and you hear about all these other courses that are on the east coast or the midwest or you know different countries and it's all very different Uh, like a very different experience just from how the ball reacts to to the green or just like what the rough is like and so we're just so i mean we live in our little west coast bubble and like don't know too much outside of that so just taking these trips going to these different destinations and trying out different types of golf is super fun and, and something you should definitely do as a golfer just because the golf that you play in your hometown is going to be so, so different from the golf that's, you know, in, a, in the state next door or a country across the pond. For sure. I think uh, for me, a place that I really want to, that's a little bit farther away. So, you know, we are talking about, you know, trying to play in areas other than just your home course, your home area. Um, well, it's it's Hawaii, but I think there's so many great courses in Hawaii. Obviously, there's a ton of islands. You know, we talked about Kapalua. Um, another place that I want to play in Hawaii, uh, and I've played there before actually, is Royal Hawaiian in Oahu. Um, that was my first like I guess you could say like really nice course, and I remember going to it. The weather was a little bit rainy, so I don't feel like I got the best the full experience per se but i just remember it was being like in a huge tropical forest and just the ride from one hole to another it could take two minutes because you're going in and out of trees uh you know next to little creeks and chasms it it's something that i definitely want to go again uh, or do again um, preferably with some buddies because when I went last time it was solo it was still an excellent time met a few great people but I think that course it's just it's like people say it's like Jurassic Park and it definitely is um, 
and it's a really hard Jurassic Park. So maybe I also hope to play a little bit better next time too. Yeah, I feel like Hawaii is one of those places where you could play any course out there and it's just going to be awesome because you're on an island and you see the ocean and the weather's perfect. And yeah, I feel like I've played a couple courses out in Hawaii um, and there's so, yeah, just so many courses that are right along the water where you have such unique shots hitting over the ocean, which is such a cool experience. And yeah, I mean, you now living in Seattle and dealing with rain and snow all the time, like going somewhere where it's like nonstop shorts and tank weather just sounds like a blast. Yeah, I hear a lot about the big island and golf on the big island that there's a lot of courses out there, a lot of really nice courses, and I've never been to that island. I would be super down to go out there and check it out. Yeah, I played yeah, I think- a few small courses while I was there too, Zach. Like you were saying, it's just like every course you could get a view of the ocean. And it was probably like, you know, 50 bucks. Pretty reasonable too. And the courses, they weren't all, like packed at all when I went. So, you know, you can really like soak it in as well. The Big Island uh, has Mauna Kea, which is... I think it surpassed Kapalua, which is on Maui, as like the top Hawaiian golf course. Wow. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of really nice spots out there that we need to check out. Aaron, yeah. uh, where else do you want to play? For me, I think number two on my list would be TPC Sawgrass, which is in Florida, kind of outside Jacksonville. And this is... This is like one of the most famous holes in golf, hole 17, the Island Green, um, which has been copied all over the place now, but this is probably the most famous Island Green. And I think they host the PGA Championship there every few years. Players Championship. Oh, the the Players Championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, But this course was... So before I was into golf at all... I when I was a kid I had this like PGA tour computer game demo where you play like six holes on it happened to be TPC Sawgrass and so I was just a little kid playing this game it's super low quality but I I just like this was the thing I was pl- I could only play with like Phil Mickelson, Marco Mira and Fred Couples or something and I'd just go around and like play these six holes over and over and over again and I, I I just thought it was super fun and then fast forward to my adult life now I'm really into golf and I find out this is a real golf course that they actually play and it's like I really want to go there really bad um I think the the golf golf is a big sport for sure in Florida I don't know Florida very well but when I've looked on a map it seems like it, you know Jacksonville's pretty far from like Doral in Miami or any, some of the other courses I've, I've uh, heard of or seen in Florida. So I think a trip there would be maybe play some of the local Jacksonville munis to warm up and then hit Sawgrass and check out Florida for a day or two and, and head back. But um, I think, yeah, that would be number two on my list. Okay, hole 17, TPC Sawgrass. Frank, you're on the tee. It's 115 yards. A little wind left to right. What are you pulling, and where is your shot going? Oh, dude, 
That's not a good yardage for me, man. <laughs> my I got 52 that I'm pretty comfortable at, for like 105. And my P wedge is about 130. So, like, that's really in between. I'm probably going to try to smack my 52. I think, I think that's definitely the play because um, it's probably... I feel like we're, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm comfortable with my wedges, you know, like all of them, like P wedge, 52, 58, whatever, but 52, it's like the wedge that I use the most. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a hole in one on the 17. <laughs> what, uh, what percentage do you put Frank at of hitting the green? Bro. Percentage Bro. at hitting the green <laughs> without having been there and seeing it myself, I would say... Oh man, Frank, I love you, but I'm going sixty percent. That's pretty good. Not gonna lie, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's not bad. I mean, for the amount of pressure that you're gonna have at that hole, just like with the history of it, everybody watching, and we know how Frank does with a few people in the audience. We do. (laughs) Little wins. This is this is a sixty percent casual foursome prediction. I would I'll say take it, I like it. I'll take it. I would say that the scouting report on Frank is his irons can be his strongest point of his game. Irons, especially short irons and wedges. And if he's feeling it, he can throw darts. So it doesn't matter if it's Dude, an island guy green right there. <laughs> or a regular green, he's hitting that green. That's my guy. All right, Aaron, I put you at 95%, man. Ooh. I feel like you're going to hit a pin high every time, baby. Yeah, I would thinking about that 115. My 52 goes 120 is my stock shot. So I just do a nice knockdown, easy swing, 52, go for the center of the green and give myself a good chance for par. Uh, I actually have like an actual question for Zach because uh, you actually played Pebble, right? So you played the seventh. Did you actually hit the green? So I was fortunate enough to play Pebble twice. Uh, so I've played seven twice. I hit the green once and was in the back left rough the other time. I parred when I hit the green and, and bogeyed when I, I missed the green. But, it, I mean, it's a crazy hole because it's like, I forget the exact yardage. It's like under 100 under yards 100, depending yeah. on which which – Depends on which tees you're playing, but there's also some wind coming off the water, which makes it challenging, and you're going downhill, so there's a lot of factors that you have to think about, and you're on hole seven at Pebble Beach, and it's just, like, the most beautiful view ever, but there's so much pressure because of the course, uh, so it's, it's yeah, it's like a, it's a sandwich, but it's, like, the toughest sandwich to hit ever, and, yeah, I was, I was happy to make par that one time. I'm not, I mean... I haven't played it, but it doesn't look that hard. I mean, it's it's like a flip wedge. It it really depends on the wind. It depends on the weather. If you have crazy wind into you, that eighty yards turns into like one fifty, and then you're just gonna feel weird hitting like a knockdown eight iron or something into this. If the green's also pretty tiny, like it looks a little bigger on the video game, but once you're there in person. <laughs> a bit different it's also a big elevation drop right so like calculating that it's that's a little uncertainty too yeah for sure it's 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 kind of like the same of if you think about number 12 at augusta 
Number 12 at Augusta is like 115 yards or something, and yet you have professionals that are missing the green short by like 20 yards. And it's because you can look at the trees behind the green and they might not be moving, but then you go up another 20 yards in the air and the wind's just swirling and you really have no idea. So it's kind of the same thing when you're at, when you're at seven at Pebble is it looks easy. It's all right in front of you, but then you hit a shot and then the wind changes mid flight. And then you're in a bunker, you're on the rocks to the right, you're in the ocean. A lot of things can happen. It's, it's, it's wild. I mean, tell about, I guess like, there's been a lot of like breakdowns and balls in the water. That, that's the part three, right? Yeah. yeah, the part the part three. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I think that hole it looks it, that hole actually looks hard to me because if you hit it short, it's going to go in the water. If it if you hit it long, it's going in the bushes. And the green is like fat, but like not is it's short in that there's not a lot a lot of distance for your ball to roll out, but you, there's a lot of distance like left to right per se, right? So that's why a lot of the pros they hit to the left and then they two putt for par but i think that hole actually looks tough but pebble beach it's it's like it's like it's, the green's a circle man like you just the ball's not gonna roll because it's a wedge and it's just gonna drop down i don't know i'm so glad so happy that you're saying this all and we're, we're recording it because when we play pebble beach <laughs> we're a hundred like we're gonna have a video i can't wait for this video evidence of, of frank trying to hit this green <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell the caddy, hey yo, everyone who hit in the wire here, it's not that hard. Like it's just a little flip wedge, and the caddy's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you saying?" Frank Zhang, 24 handicap. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, something that we wanted to do, which we've never done before, we've been talking about golf destinations. We've been talking about golf trips. Golf Digest released a list of the top 100 public courses in America a couple months ago. And we thought it would be fun to pick one of those courses at random. And then as a group, we are required to take a golf trip this summer to play that course. So we're going to do that now, live on the Tossing Clubs podcast. So I'm going to toss it over to Aaron. Aaron is going to randomly generate a number shoot that number over to me and then i will list off the course that we're playing this summer yes so i googled random number generator so this is courtesy of google um okay looks like this i'm gonna hit generate right here drum roll please 38 all right what's 38 38 Gamble Sands in Washington. It's <laughs> right by me. You're I've happy. never played there, but we do not have. To, I don't have to go very far. I'm happy with that one. <laughs> what is it? There were so many amazing courses on this list, from like Pebble Beach to Whistling Straits to. Paso Tiempo down in California, mm. a bunch of courses in Florida, a bunch of for- courses in South Carolina. Harbor Town was on the list, and we got Gamble Sands <laughs> in oh Washington. There's 50 states, and we got one of the states <laughs> that we live in. Well, this year will be easy at least. Yeah, we may as well ease into this. 
Yeah, we might have to make this a, a biann like biannual thing. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> based off the result of this first one. It is going to be expensive. Yeah. I mean, number thirty-eight for a top one hundred course, but that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That oh, is really great. funny. Oh, Guess I can't God. leave Washington. <laughs> I mean, it looks beautiful. Not going to lie, it does look beautiful. I mean, while you guys are up here, we might as well play Chambers Bay. Just knock off. Oh, Chambers yeah. Bay was number twenty, like twenty-three, I think. Let's hit two oh, of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Gamble Sands, wow. All right. I, Gamble I like Sands. it. I like it. Gamble Very uh, doable. Summer twenty twenty-two. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I'm excited. All right, guys. That's all we got for today. Check out Gamble Sands if you can. Let us know what it's like. <laughs>